Welcome to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. This is the place where you'll learn cutting-edge personal brand strategies from today's most recognizable influencers. We're going to teach you how to build a rock-solid reputation and then how to turn that reputation into revenue. I'm your lead host, Rory Vaden, co-founder of Brand Builders Group, Hall of Fame speaker, and New York Times bestselling author of Take the Stairs. Hey, y'all. This is AJ Vaden. Welcome to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts here today, and I've got two friends on the podcast today, which is not normal. We usually don't get two, so double the fun for the next 45 minutes. Get excited. But these are actually two newer friends of mine. Met them through a really good friend of mine, Carrie Jack, but then we learned through conversations that, wow, we actually have a lot of friends in common. And in fact, Tony and Travis have done work with some people that we're super connected to, like, like Lewis Howes and lots of different shared connections along the way. I love what they're doing. And I actually started following Travis on social media. You guys will get to hear from both Travis and Tony in just a second. But I really got interested because some of his like motivational, inspirational messages. And then I came to learn like, oh, they actually help videos go viral. And when I first started following, I didn't know that's what they did. I just really liked his vibe. And I thought what he was doing was really cool. And then we had mutual friends. And then I started like stalking their website and going through all their different things. And I'm like, wow, you guys have had some amazing clients like Prince CA and Lewis Howes and Tom Bilyeu and some like really, Jay Shetty, some like really amazing clients that you've done work with. So we're so glad that we got connected and we've got like this unique common set of friends that we didn't even know existed. And so I invited them to come on the show today. And here are two reasons that you want to stick around is one, I know that 99% of you who are listening would like to know, is there some sort of secret formula and how to make a video go viral? And I'm not saying that Travis and Tony have the answer to this secret formula, but they might. You have to stick around to find out. Um, and the second, second reason is because video is king. Video is where it's at. There is so much power in video. I have my own beliefs of why that is. There's a human connection part, but there is also some really good do's and don'ts of how to do video successfully. And we're going to talk about some of those too. And in between, we're going to get to learn about two really awesome human beings who have incredible backgrounds and who have worked for incredible individuals and companies and have outstanding work. So without further ado, both of you, welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> it is a massive pleasure. <laughs> yes, thank you very much for having us. Oh my gosh, it's going to be so fun. And uh, Tony, it's his morning. It's our afternoon. So you're in Amsterdam, right? I'm in Tokyo right now. Oh, you're in Tokyo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, talk, place in the world. I'm pretty sure you're not yeah. in Tokyo. You're traveling the globe. All right. So I'm going to give both of you guys a separate chance. So I'm going to start with Tony. So You've done some pretty cool work and a company that you know, is so funny. I was talking to my husband about this and he goes, I'm sorry, he's done video work for, for who? For Mind Valley? And he <laughs> totally geeked out and he was like, tell me more, tell me more, tell me more. So give us oh, wow. a little bit of your story. Like, how did you get to where you are today doing all of this really cool video work for all these cool companies and people? Right. That's so nice to hear that, uh, that he recognized it. Basically, Mind Valley. 
that's actually the company, mindfully, that, that gave me my start, let's say, in this business. I was already making videos as a video creator back where I'm from in the Netherlands, from Amsterdam. But I didn't really have any direction. I was just making videos, like music videos for a couple of local artists, mini documentaries. But all of that, like, even though I liked it, I knew like there's not really a career path in it. This was already like eight, nine years ago in which video was getting big, but it's not as big as it is right now where people actually see the real benefit from it. Back then, YouTube was definitely out there. Facebook was definitely out there. But I don't think a lot of people saw that there's a big connection between business and social media. Back then, it was just, hey, let's post a video on social media and see what happens. So I didn't see any direction. And then I love to travel. I wanted to leave my own country. But at the same time, oh, how old was I then? Back 24, something like that. I kind of had in my mind also with a social pressure that you need to find a bit of a career path at one point. So that's what I was hoping to find something that combined the both. Like, you know, leave my country and find a career, basically. I don't really don't know. It was just, I think, just a random YouTube video, which I saw Mindvalley as a company. And I just really wanted to work there. I don't know. It was just the whole vibe that they portrayed, like personal development, which I was really into, the mission that they have of changing education, which I still firmly stand behind as well. Like school wasn't the best for me either, maybe for a lot of people. So I really believed everything they say. So I just really wanted to work there. It didn't even matter if I needed to do video or something else. I just really wanted to work there. I applied. I didn't get into the film team because like they have a whole separate film team, but because I was not experienced enough. But so I joined the customer support team, but then within two months, they, they saw Tony, we need you in the film team, actually. So I'm like, oh, okay, let's get going. That's how I got there. I worked there for three years, I would say. I learned everything that I needed to learn about video in this space, you know, when it comes to marketing videos, product launches, event videos, and most importantly, social media videos. And after three years, I thought it's time to go on my own, quit Mindvalley on very good terms, move to Bali because... Mindvalley itself is based in Kuala Lumpur. So Bali wasn't so far around the corner from there. Moved there and I really don't know how to this day, but on some random day, Travis sent me a message on Instagram. And I have a following like, I mean, back then, like it was even like a thousand. So I have no clue where that came from. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's kind of how we started connecting. Oh my gosh. I think there's two really important things in there that I think is amazing. It's in this era of the quote unquote great resignation that people talk about. I love what Ariana Huffington says. She goes, it's not the great resignation. It's the great reevaluation of what are people wanting out of their work experience. And to see that you found a company on YouTube through a video and said, I am for what they believe in. I don't even care if I can't do what I want to do. I'll do whatever they'll take me for. You do not hear a lot of that right now, especially from millennials. And I can say that because I am one too. (laughs) But I think that's really amazing. It's the power of a good online presence, a good presence in general, a reputation of, you know, a clear understanding of what I stand for and who I'm trying to attract where someone who's got this great video talent would go, I don't even care if I don't work in video. I just want to work for this. Yeah. I think that's a great reminder to all of us that having a great presence online and offline really means a lot, not just for income and revenue and sales, but also for 
talent attraction, talent acquisition and retention. Like that's pretty cool to hear. And I think the second thing you said that I want to highlight to everyone listening, because I think this is substantial, is that when Travis found you, however miraculous event occurred that that happened, you had less than a thousand followers. So it ain't about the followers, y'all. Right? It's not always about the followers. So don't get obsessed with the follower count thinking somehow what you're doing doesn't matter. That it's just not true. It's just not true. Yeah. So cool. Both of those things. I love that. Okay. All right, Travis, tell us. I want to know, because like for those of you who don't know, like Travis is the CEO of Interlight Media. He and I have got these like awesome little like growing group of like mutual friends. So tell us, like, how did you get into this space? Like, why start this type of viral video, social media, social media management company? Like, how'd you get into that? Like, you also are doing your own personal brand. Like, why that? Like, fill us in. Yeah. So I come from St. Louis, Missouri. I grew up in children's homes, had a very bleak future, didn't really have much to look forward to, and didn't really know what I wanted to do in my life. So as I got older, I ran into a gentleman by the name of Prince C. By the way, I ran into him online first. I seen his video. He had a video called something about saving hip hop. I can't remember the exact name of the, the video. And this was back in like 2009. And it was a very similar thing to what Tony just said. I thought what Prince C was doing was super amazing. And at the time, he was pretty local. He didn't really have a whole lot of followers. But I believed in that mission. You know, he had something called Make Smart Cool. Smart being an acronym for sophisticating minds and revolutionizing thought. So I thought that was a pretty powerful message that he created. Wanted to be a part of it. I felt like it was time for me to really dive into my mission. Ironically, I was around the same age that Tony was talking. I was 25 years old at the time. And so as I looked more into it, me and him connected, me and him developed a really close friendship. I mean, we were best friends for a very, very long time. And during that time period from 2010 to 2000, I met him in 2009, but from 2010 to 2014, We spent that time really trying to figure out how do we connect with people online, right? How do we go viral, right? He always had this philosophy of why should I do a show in front of a thousand people when I can do a video and get it in front of a hundred thousand people. So that always clicked in my mind. That always let me know the power of video at that point, like the online space is where it's at because you could definitely connect with more minds that way. And so in 2014, kind of like the code was broken, right, where we went from getting maybe a few hundred thousand views to maybe a million views to now a video getting over 100 million views. And then every video after that was getting hundreds of millions of views. It just like wouldn't stop. Like it was to the point where it's like, yo, this is like crazy. Like what next? Right. (laughs) going to break the Internet. Right. And the thing is, when you're going through that time, that period of not knowing, because this is, you know, something that people often go through, you go through that period of time where you're not sure if what you're doing is working or it's worth it. We went through four years trying to figure this out. And there was a lot of doubt creeping up a lot of times that we thought it just wasn't going to happen. But, you know, eventually, as we were continually going viral, people were reaching out since I was with Prince since the beginning, I knew everything because I ran a social. I was part of the videos. I was part of the creation process. Like I literally 
did everything with them. So I knew what it took to build that audience, to build that community, what the creation process is like. And so when other people started reaching out, people like, you know, Jay and Lewis and, and people like that trying to figure out, hey, listen, they kind of like want to create content and really kind of like go to the next level. Me and Jay developed a friendship too as well. We started working together. I ended up working with Lewis from there. I ended up working with Tom Billy and a bunch of other people because for me, Interlight Media, the name of my company, it stems from that we all have Interlight. We all have a fire inside of us, right? I believe that everybody has a purpose. And as we are living in our purpose, our purpose is helping to inspire someone else to live theirs. So I am taking my talents to help other people flesh out their stuff, build their community out, reach as many people as possible so their inspiration can meet as many people as possible and their impact can reach as many as possible. And it just continues to have a compound effect. But yeah, so this has been a lifelong dream of mine. I am thankfully living my dream now, but it's been quite a journey. Yeah, that's so cool. I love what you said too. It's like about the name of the company, Inner Light. There's this light within all of us. And I think too, it's kind of like what you do is it's it's helping showcase the inner light, right? And one of the best ways you can do that is on video and just in social, you just, you've got more reach. And there's, there's one thing you said that I want to go back to. It's like, y'all were trying to figure this out for like four years. Yeah. Not four weeks, not four months. Yeah but four years. And I think that's significant because we all know that we live in a society of like, we want it, we want it right now. We often are talking to people in our community at Brand Builders Group where they've been working at building their brand for six months. And they're just like, man, I'm just, we're not, I'm not seeing the progress. And I'm like, "Mm -hmm. (laughs) you better better (laughs) buckle up (laughs) because it might be like six more years, not six more months. Because that's the reality of it. It's like, it's the consistency over time that really builds. And so I'm curious, like what kept y'all going during those four years of not giving up? Like, what was it that was like, I know we're going to figure it out. We just got to keep going. Like, what was that like? So two things. Prince, always said something that it's a really powerful thing. He used to say, plan B is to make plan A work, right? Mm-hmm. And that was a really profound statement for me because it illuminated the idea that you have to be so sure of yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to know what you want to do, who you are. You have to be in that to where you know what your mission is, regardless of what other people think, what other people say. And secondly, when I got older and I started realizing who I was, this belief came into me that if I'm not spending every waking day trying to figure out what I want to do for the rest of my life, if I'm not doing that, then I am not living my full purpose. I am not living my true self. And so for me, I would rather spend every single day living my purpose or trying to fulfill what I am supposed to fulfill, what I know my purpose is, than trying to do it for somebody else, right? Then trying to just go along with the get along, right? Where you're just like doing things to survive. And that's not really my thing. I didn't want to do it for the money. I didn't want to do it for anything else. I really wanted to have an impact. I just genuinely have this belief that serving a million people is a much better pursuit of your gifts and talents 
than trying to get a million dollars. Because if you serve a million people, more than likely you're going to get a million dollars anyway. But even if you don't, the service and the act in itself is going to be fulfilling for you. So for me, I have always had this idea, especially coming from a very poverty background, that once I was able to have that impact and serve people, that was going to be my fulfillment. And I always had this idea that like getting the money was going to be the byproduct anyway. But even if it wasn't, I'm still going to be happy. So that's so good. We have this reminder for ourselves too, like my husband, Rory Thaden and I, who are business partners, as you guys know, it's like, we have to constantly remind ourselves it's about the power of the one, right? Mm -hmm. Not the 1000 or the hundred thousand or the 1 million. It's the power of the one because in reality, in real life, if I knew that I changed the life of one person, that would be good enough for me. But somehow we get online, we get on social media. And if I only have one like, or one share, it feels like a failure. Yeah. But in real life, yeah. if I knew that I changed the life of one person, it would all be worth it. Yeah. And then somehow online, it gets devalued or minimized to what well, was just one like. And it's like, well, that's one person. Yeah. Right? It's the power of the one of trying not to look at the count so much and staying focused on the mission, right? Staying focused on serving, like what you said. It's like, even if it doesn't work, it'll be fulfilling in the process. I love that. That's so good, y'all. I'm so excited to have you guys on and just talk about this. And so, so let's do that. So for all these listeners out there who are building their personal brands, aspire to do these things and have their message heard, right? By the one or the 1 million, whatever it may be. I want to hear from two different perspectives, right? Because I'm going to guess that Tony, I could be wrong, but you prefer to (laughs) perhaps be behind the scenes. Both ways. I lead a video editing team. I make my own videos as well, video editing. But what you do really realize that a lot of these people we work with, what I notice at least is that there is still like a gap between the knowledge of creating videos. And what I mean by that, like everybody can make a video nowadays. That's, that, right. that's amazing. I got an iPhone 13, like the camera on it is like amazing. Like I can create the best videos with that. I encourage people to do that as well. I fully understand that there's still like a little barrier you need to overtake. And that's actually like, especially if you're doing it by yourself, go into a room by yourself, turning it on by yourself, standing in front of the camera by yourself and getting the energy out of yourself Mm. to actually say something. So that's what I try to be on set, even remotely, just for like that direction, that like energy push to get the best out of them, basically. I'm curious to hear the director mentality in you of going, what do people need to be doing to be more relatable, personable, engaging, charismatic? Like, what are some of the tips that people need to be doing to be better on video? (laughs) I think like, especially when you're really starting out, the first thing people do, and I totally understand it, is compare. Like they compare right from the start, like let's say Prince A or Jay Shetty. I really like what they're doing. I want to do that. Then they come to me, like, oh, they come Travis. Hey, can you make that? Like and on my end as a creation, I've always say yes. Yeah, for sure. We can do that. There's no problem. There's still a difference in us making a crazy edit, like that can go far out of nothing. Yeah. And actually the quality that we're getting, because like we fail to understand like Prince A or Jay Shetty, Lewis House, these people have been in front of the camera for like, years i would say there's just a lot of experience in there that you can't get out of in like your first take there's no Mm. way there's no way which is totally fine so that's something that you should need to grow into 
But the second thing, like, may sound a bit stupid, I really prefer then when people start to go on camera, they really need to loosen up. They really need to loosen up. So that's why I prefer to be there. So when I'm going to be on set remotely or in person, we start making jokes a bit. Sometimes I tell people, you know, do, why don't you do 10 push-ups? You know, get your, get your energy a bit flowing. 10 Just push-ups or 10 shots of tequila. Yeah. Either one. They both yeah, 10 shots of tequila. Like whatever works. It's something. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And when it comes to scripting, like a script is very important, but at the same time, I would say like the best process for me will always be like make a script, put it in bullet points and learn that so you can say it in your own voice. Like if you're going to mm-hmm. rehearse the exact thing that you wrote down, not saying it's not possible, for sure it's possible. But like the greatest, greatest, they really just read off a script. But it's hard to get your personality out yeah. of a script, especially if you haven't even written it yourself. And just get loose, you know, just make a bit of fun, jump a bit around and don't worry about the edit. Like in the edit, we can do everything. Hi, it's AJ Vaden, and thanks for listening to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. Did you know that the ideas we share on the show are things we actually specialize in helping you implement? If you want to raise your public profile and turn your reputation into revenue, please visit freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for a free brand strategy call with one of our personal brand strategists. Again, that's freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for your free call. Talk to you soon. You know, it's interesting because I think that's a huge part of even like what we see with even people on our team. Like we do this. This doesn't mean it's easy, but there's some people on our team who are super adverse to video. And it's like they're super charismatic, engaging humans. And then as soon as that red light goes on, they're like ear in the headlight. I'm like, who are you? Where did you go? What just happened to our friend? What just happened? And it's a bizarre thing. And what I have found is that one is that they are literally trying to remember their script. And it's, you know, one of the things I have to constantly remind myself, it's like, this is my content. I don't need a script. I just need to be myself. Why am I scripting out my own content? And it's because I'm not confident, right? It's not the content. It's like, I'm worried about, does my hair have strays? Like, does my face look fat? Do I have a double chin right now? It's like, it's all these little (laughs) things that we get obsessed with and we forget. And this is like, my husband tells me this all the time. He goes, if you're focused on you, that's why you're nervous. And he goes, anytime you're nervous, it's because you're focused on yourself. But when you're focused on others, it's hard to be nervous. And so we have this little saying in our company is that when you're focused on service, it's hard to be nervous. Mm, it's like right. anytime that I'm focused on myself, mm-hmm. yes. right? that's yeah. it's like, so it's a, it's a great reminder to me if I'm feeling nervous is because I'm, I'm obsessing of how am I going to look? How am I going to sound? Exactly. And I'm not focused on my audience, which is right. who needs to hear this today. Well, good point that you touched as well when it comes to those things. Like one, again, people really underestimate, like, I mean, you have to have a good editor, I reckon. And here we are, but, <laughs> but there's so much stuff you can do in the edit. So a lot of people, even oh, when they start, they say, oh, I just made a mistake. Do I have to start all over again? All these simple things, everything can be like a lot of things can be done in edit. But like you said, when it comes to scripting, like it's 
you ask yourself, why do you script everything and then rehearse everything? I totally agree with that. At the same time, though, like I think it is very important to at least get like direction on paper because yeah. a lot of people also with people that start out and they are comfortable in front of the camera, they have that. And then they feel like, oh, everything is in my mind. I just need to say it. Yeah. Yeah. But the difference with a video is you don't have direct feedback. <laughs> You know, and, you have to say your piece in 10 minutes. That's oh, it. yeah. And it's like, then you're talking about 15 things that make no sense. Yeah, yeah. exactly. There's okay, no direction. Let's go. We're really aware of these, these videos. I think that's super helpful. It's like, you got to bullet point out what you have to say, but keep For it sure. bullet points, not scripted. And it's like, then you got to figure out what's going to loosen you up. So play music, do push-ups take tequila shots, like whatever it is, yeah. <laughs> like do what you got to do to get yourself in a place where you're not obsessing of what you look like on camera. Now, Travis, you're someone who's in front of a camera a ton. So I'm curious to hear from you, not only from you yourself, but from working with all these pretty influential individuals who have built really big followings over the years. Like what would you say are the keys to a video getting a lot of traction? When something is important to you, it's usually important to somebody else. I think probably the most fundamental thing to go viral or to make a video that's meaningful and impactful is don't base it off information, base it off your feelings, meaning like, carry that feeling into the video. How do you want somebody to feel, right? That is what is gonna get people moving. That's what's gonna get people to share, is the feeling. I'm a very data-driven person, very factual. In fact, if you watch Prince's video, almost in every video, he's listing out facts, but he's using it, right? It doesn't carry the weight. The weight is the feeling. How do you get people to feel a certain type of way, right? What are the things to say? Albert Einstein says, if you can't explain it simply, you don't understand it. So whenever we're going into a video process, it's about how do we explain this simply in a way that everybody can understand it, but we're talking about something in a way that people understand that we care about it. So that's kind of like the key. And you carry that in each video. So for example, whenever he makes a video, and this is something I run into when I'm talking to a lot of different entrepreneurs or people that's making videos is... Sometimes I just kind of like want to create content. It's like, no, no, no. Every piece of content that you create, like this is the best video you can create right now. Mm-hmm. Like what's the best video you can create right now? Every single time you put it out. This is the difference between somebody that actually is making meaningful content, stuff that's going to actually connect, you know, that authenticity that people say, mm-hmm. and that feeling is going to carry out into it. And as long as you remain consistent, that's going to be how your community is built. Because when you're authentic to yourself and it's coming from that deep place, then you can't really copy somebody else because you can only do what is meaningful for you. Like, even if you're talking about similar topics, you're going to speak about it in a way that's different from somebody else. You're going to different emotional points is going to be hit for you that it's not going to hit somebody else. And so therefore, your community is going to resonate with that. So. Oh, that's so good. I love that. You got to focus on the feeling that you want people to feel. I think the other thing that you said that I think is so insightful is, are you creating your best content right now? Or, you know, it's like, I think we sometimes in this space of like building your personal brand and becoming more well-known, we kind of get obsessed with, I got to have something out. 
right? Yeah. And so it's like, perhaps you're not doing your best content because you're just trying to like get something out. Yeah. You know, it's that whole concept of save the best for first, mm -hmm. right? Like don't save the best for last. You save the best for first. So that's the best stuff that you've got right now. So I'm curious, I'd love to hear tips. Like for anyone who's listening, who's going, yeah, but like, how do I get people to feel what I want them to feel? Or how do I create my best content right now? How do I know what that is? Like, what would you say to them? First off, when it comes to creating content, you have to know your industry. If you know, know your audience, know who you want to communicate to. So for example, let's just say you review baby products, right? It should be something you're passionate about. Is this something you're passionate about? Is this something you actually care about? Mm -hmm. Right. What's something that you actually care about that you have some experience with? Right. Something that, you know, other people also care about. Right. Or are you an animal lover and you want to speak about animals? You talk about it in a way, in a way that you care about. People need to know that you actually care about what you're talking about so they can care about you. Mm -hmm. Right. It's about building that know, like, and trust factor, right? Because think about this for a second, right? Even if somebody doesn't necessarily like what you put out, you being consistent and putting out your content and authentic to yourself, then people can gauge what they will like about whatever it is that you're talking about. So let's say, for example, right? Let's say you're reviewing phones, like a tech reviewer, right? And you say, I like a 3.5 aperture right on my phone. Somebody else would say, well, I don't really like that. But when they hear you say that, they'll be at a gauge for themselves. Oh, well, I know what their gauge is. So I can gauge from there what my gauge is. So mm -hmm. being consistent and authentic allows people to build that know, like, and trust factor with you, yeah. which allows you to build a community of people that love you, some that like you, and something like, oh, okay. And then you're also going to have some people that disagree with you. And all that is fine because it's about building your community and your authenticity. So if you're consistent, you're being authentic, you actually like what you're talking about and you're passionate what you're talking about, you have some experience in it. And you don't have to be the first. You don't have to be the best. You just have to be yourself, mm -hmm. right? And as you're doing that, people will like your personality for what it is because they're going to be some people just like you. They like to see you be vulnerable. So it empowers them to deal with their vulnerabilities. You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So just always be authentic, be consistent, be passionate about what you want to talk about. I promise you, you'll see some success. Oh, yeah. I, this was beat into my head. Like as soon as you started talking, I was like, oh, my gosh, I haven't thought about this quote in years. But this was beat into my head early on in my sales career. You just made me think about it, is that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care, yeah. right? And it's like, are you talking about stuff that you actually care about? Or are you just out there, you know, trying to get that next sale or that next whatever? I think that's so good. And so I'd like to hear both of your perspectives on this. Is this concept of authenticity, mm -hmm. right? For someone who is authentic, but it does not come across well on video or in social media because they're comparing themselves or they're not confident or whatever it may be. I've got this one person in mind is like their content is amazing and they're amazing. It does not come across that way, but it's like, man, if you would just read their book or have a one-on-one -on -one 
over coffee. It's like, they're so wise and so insightful, but yet because of this issue they have with like putting themselves out there, they're kind of like the world's best kept secret and not a good way. So I would, I'd love to hear both of your perspectives. Like how do you create more authenticity for social media or your website or your podcast or just anything to do with video when that's really hard? Yeah. That's a very common problem. I can totally get that. Like you said before, the moment the red light goes on, you're in a different, different zone. So I totally get, so there's two things to that. One, obviously that's maybe the bad side of social media. Everything seems to be so easy. Everything seems Mm -hmm. to be so easy. So it's very easy to compare yourself the moment you get started to like, Hey, you know, Gary V always tells me to be consistent and always post a video every day. So let me do that. That's super hard because then people forget to understand one, he's been doing it for quite some years. Two, he has a big team around him. There's a different perspective in it that you don't really see by watching. It's a machine behind it. So one, it takes time. Never think that the moment you start is going to be the best ever. And second thing is like, it is true. There are two different types of people. One that are just really good on camera. Everybody can learn that for sure, but it takes time. Some people are just naturally, they go from the start. But a lot of people, like you said, you just said, like, if you start talking to them, you get so much good information out of them, but it doesn't translate well on camera. Well, what does that mean? Like, for me, that means like, okay, what if you just record a conversation then? Mm. Why don't you record like a Zoom call with somebody, like a podcast, like we're doing right now? It's different. The camera is on. Yes. But we all kind of forget. Yeah. And then you still get the conversation out of it. And even from that part, send that to an editor. They can create a lot of cool, interesting snippets out of that and then your authenticity is there oh that's so good for any of you who are listening i just want to make sure you hear that it's like if you don't have confidence or you feel insecure on camera it's like just do it interview style right have someone interview you film it send it to an editor and they'll be able to take out the best parts of you talking that's a really great tip because it's like content comes in a variety of mediums right? So have someone interview you. That's a really great format because I feel the same way with a lot of people who have major fears around public speaking, but they don't mind doing a panel. They don't mind doing an interview. (laughs) It's just the concept of me standing on stage by myself, trying to tell all these people something doesn't come across, but you sit them down on a couch with an interviewer and it's like brilliance just coming out of their mouth. Somehow as this keynote speaker, it doesn't come out that way. So do it interview style. I love that. That's a yeah. great tangible takeaway for anyone who doesn't feel confident on camera to still create content and get your message out there. So, so yeah. love that. Travis, yeah. how are you authentic on camera? One thing that I think, this is going to sound a little morbid, but it's something for me that's worked when communicating to my clients and wanting to create like the best pieces. You ask yourself this question. If you were to die in 30 days, Hmm. what's the one thing, the most important thing you want the world to know? Think about that for a second. And you give that message when you're coming from a place of, you know what, of your own mortality. It usually comes across as visceral as possible because you're thinking to yourself, you know, this is the most important message to me. And then whenever you create your next message or video, you ask yourself the same exact question. Okay, now that I've created that, if I were to die, 
what's the next most important video or what's the most next important message that I would want to get across the world. Mm. And so what happens is this forces you to dig deep inside of yourself because it's not about performing, right? It's about talking to that one person because I know we're talking to the world, but it's really about talking to one person, right? When you're talking to the camera, you're not talking to the camera. You're not even talking to yourself. You're talking to one person. Who's that one person, your client avatar or the individual that you know, if it's a story about something that you were going through, who's that person that you want to speak to? Imagine they need your help right now. Mm -hmm. You're not going to fold. You're going to show up. Oh, this person needs my help. I'm going to show up. That's going to give you the energy and the empowerment to kind of like show up. And so that's how I show up when I am making my videos or when I'm talking to clients for making the videos. Who's that one person that you want to show up for? Let's say they needed you right now. You're going to die in 30 days. They need you. What are you going to say to them? Usually when you bring it that close to home, people dig deep and it gets visceral. Nobody's coming from that fact based. Let me get a bunch of these numbers that are coming from. How do I just connect? Yeah. And when you make it relatable and you connect, it becomes shareable. Mm-hmm. That's good. So I'm curious, like, do you find that most people have a lot of clarity on who their avatar is? Well, once I go through the process with them, yeah, not initially. <laughs> initially, <laughs> they just want an audience. Like, like, hey, we just want an audience. Yeah. We just know. And it's like, nah, that, that doesn't make sense. You can't, really, you can't really scale that way. Right. We can only scale when we know the message that you want to get across. Therefore, we can speak to a certain people. Then we can also determine how to make that shareable. And now people respect because at the end of the day, right, everybody has a gift and a talent in their own way. Right. But nobody knows it all. So your respect comes from when people respect whatever your expertise is or whatever it is that one thing that you really know or the thing that you can do that's better than everybody else. So once I identify that within you, it doesn't matter which category I'm in. If I, I could be a veterinarian, but if you're a video creator and you're dope at it, then I'm going to respect you and follow you because you're an expert in that. So once you're able to dive in on who you are and what you want to do and the people you want to connect with, then you can finally build out and scale because everybody will want to follow you after that. That's so good. I love that. And I know we're coming up on time here. So I have just like one last question for each of you. I'll start with Tony. So here's my last question for you. It's like, if you had one creative piece of advice for anyone out there who's listening, it's like, hey, if you can just do this one thing, it's going to help you get your message across on video. What would it be? Well, I do think like a lot of people stress too much about it like you said it's oh i need to record something today because everybody tells me i need to be consistent i need to post every single day on instagram on instagram stories youtube everywhere <laughs> and that that's gonna that's gonna burn you out real fast exhausting. and um yeah it's exhausting and there's no way there's no way so for that like i would really say like firstly take it a bit seriously and schedule it take your time for it there's fact to it if you're everywhere and you create good content everywhere of course it's going to be great but it's just not scalable please don't think like that i would for sure say like you know take your time one day create a couple of videos focus on one platform Mm -hmm. just be a bit active on there 
when it comes to quality, focus the quality on what you're saying. That's the most important, what you're saying, not how it looks like, not on a crazy edit, just what are you saying? Start there. And then you're going to create momentum in yourself, in your audience. And then from there, it just takes the next step. Like, what could the next step be? Could it be a better edit? Could it be more clarity in what I'm saying? Better camera gear? Should I move to another platform? Those things. But calm down. <laughs> everybody hear that calm that uh, yeah. down. <laughs> yeah. uh, everybody yeah. take a breath um that's so true <laughs> it's like it's quite contrary to what we hear today it's you got to be on every platform and it's like yeah why like is your audience on every platform right is that exactly who is yeah. like who is saying this and like why are they saying this I get pressure all the time. You need to be on TikTok. I'm like, no, I don't. They're like, oh yeah, you do. Yeah, exactly. No, I don't. Yeah, exactly. And it was funny because I was speaking to Travis actually last week because everybody kind of looks up to like these Prince EAs and these Jay Shetties. They want to be consistent everywhere or Gary V, who is definitely consistent everywhere. But people really underestimate, like say Prince EA, he doesn't drop a video every single day of that quality. He drops once a month, maybe sometimes once every two months. Mm -hmm. When it comes to Gary V, who is everywhere all the time, yeah, great. But understand, like, I think he got like 20 people around him and the videos that he put out, it's quality. You know, it's he not just literally like, had, like, someone like, following him around with a video. Yeah. So until you got those resources, it's like, yeah, like, calm, calm down. down. <laughs> calm down. It's okay. That's like yeah. the advice of the day. Calm <laughs> down. Good uh, one, Tommy. It's so true. Yeah. Like even people in like our client community at Brand Builders Group, it's they stress themselves out of going, well, I have to do this and I have to do this. And I'm like, no, you don't. Yeah. You, don't. you can, but you don't <laughs> have to. It's like you can actually be really successful and not even be on social media. Spoiler exactly. alert, right? It's like yeah. it's not yeah. a dependent factor, but it definitely is a huge conduit of getting your message out there yes. faster, right? Okay, so Travis, here's my last question for you. And it has to do with social media. It's Interlight Media. It's an amazing company doing really cool things. You had me at your hook, making videos go viral. I was like, how do I learn more, right? So I'm curious to hear your perspective of like, in order to really make social media work, what's the first thing you need to do? So interesting. I'll tell this really quick story. So I had a company I worked with for 90 days. Power for you out of Salt Lake City, Utah. First thing I did was identify what type of company is this? It's a personal development company. I said, okay, it's a personal development company. So now I go to marketresearch.com and say, all right, who's into personal development the most? Millennials. Okay, millennials are into personal development the most. Okay, where are these people located at? California, New York, places like that. Okay, great. Which platform are they on? Which social media platform are they on? Okay, so I see that they're on Facebook. This was a couple of years ago. So now it's like Instagram and YouTube, but back then it was Facebook and YouTube. Okay, cool. All right, now I see who's the top performing personal development coaches and influencers on these platforms. So I check and see who's the top performing influencers on those platforms. Then I see the most viral videos that they are putting out. And then after I see which the most viral videos that they're putting out, then I see the most common questions that people are asking in the comment section. Mm -hmm. So from there, I say, this is where you make your content. 
Mm -hmm. Use one of these platforms that fit best for you that you already know that your clientele is on. And now you know the exact content that the people want to make. And so the only difference at this point is you decide how you want to make that content. But you know everything. You know which platform now that they're on. You know the content that they want to see. The only difference is now is you just got to make the content. So if I had to tell anybody which platform to start on or what to do, start with exactly what I just told you. I promise you in a year's time, not only will your social media transform, but your entire business will transform doing what I just said. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like how I translate that in my mind. It's like you got to get so in tune with who your audience is that everything else is second to that. Right. It's like, where are they? What are they asking? What do they need? What do they want? And how can we give it to them in the way that they want it? And I also do want to add this one last point, something Tony said, and I don't want to gloss over. Choosing one platform. Mm-hmm. Probably one of the biggest things that I run into entrepreneurs is they want to be on every platform. <laughs> and here's the thing. If you have the capital to pay for professional social media management and content on every platform, like Gary Vee, for example, that's fine. That's great because there's value in that because you can actually build out a lot of social strategies with that. But just being on every platform is not really that useful. If you pay attention to the actual people that have built this stuff, people like Jay, people like Prince and, and all these other people, Darman and stuff, they actually started off with one platform first. Because once you understand one platform and build that platform out and build a community, you can transfer that audience to any other platform you want. Just think about it. If you get a million subscribers on YouTube or a million people on Instagram, you have a huge community. Now, when you go to YouTube or you go to these other platforms, your community is automatically going to start falling. Oh, my gosh, we're making this. Jake Paul and Logan Paul is another example. They started off on Vine, then went to Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. So once you build that community on one platform, it's easy to build on the others. Yeah. And it's much easier to learn how to build on one platform than it is on five. Uh, At least gives you more focus and and intention and takes away the pressure of and this and this and this and this. Exactly. Which really quite honestly, it's probably what halts most people. They feel like I just can't keep up. I just can't, I can't do this. So they don't do anything. So, so, so good. And I lied. I'm going to ask one last question to each of you. What's your preferred platform, Tony? YouTube for me. YouTube. All right. Travis? YouTube is the platform for longevity. It's the second biggest search engine. It's evergreen. And honestly, anybody that wants a sustainable platform to build on YouTube is definitely number one. It's not the quickest. Yeah, that's so good. Y'all. Definitely the one that lasts the longest. Oh, y'all. Yeah. Just so many awesome nuggets of information. So grateful for both of you guys coming on. Everyone who is listening, I am telling you, go check out Interlight Media. It's I-N-N-E-R, not inter, inner. You have to listen to my Southern accent and translate. Inner, like your inner being, your inner light media, innerlightmedia.com. Also, you've got Interlight Social. Are those, do those go to the same place or is one better than the other? So Interlight Media is the name of the company. Interlight Social is the name of the website. See, that's I'm so glad I asked. Interlightsocial.com. I will make it correct in the show notes. Ignore everything I just said. Interlightsocial.com is where you want to go. We'll make sure to have all the links in the show notes. And y'all, if they want to follow you on social media, where should they go, Travis? Instagram and YouTube. Google Travis Believes. You'll find me everywhere. You'll follow me on any platform. 
but Instagram and YouTube is where you'll find me most active. Travis believes on Instagram and YouTube. And how about you, Tony? Uh, Instagram would probably be the place. That's Tone to Tony because my Dutch name is Tone, T-E-U-N. Uh, it's going to be hard to pronounce for an English audience. So that's why Tone to right Tony. <laughs> yeah, you're still I'll put trying. it in the show notes. <laughs> yeah. Make it clear. I'll put it in the show yeah. notes. Y'all, thank you so much. Thanks for sharing your wisdom and all of your insights. We so appreciate it. Everyone else, make sure you catch the recap episode and we'll catch you next time on the Influential Personal Brand. See y'all. Bye-bye. That's all we've got for this episode of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. But here's some great news. One of the most valuable things you can do to help us and other new potential listeners to find our show is for you to both rate this show and leave a review. So as a special bonus for you, if you leave us a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen, take a screenshot of your review and email it to podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. We will give you free 30-day access to 25 of our most popular interviews on video in your own private members-only area. So go right now, rate us, review us, and then send a screenshot of it into podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. And we'll get you set up with free access to our most popular video interviews all in one place. Also, just please share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. And until next time, remember that building a business isn't nearly as valuable as building a reputation. 